music today is Whiskey Run, brought to you by the Super Cool Adrian. Now, thank you so much for coming around and giving random ventures of an indie traveler a listen. I'm your host, Casey, and here you can tune into my own awesome adventures from different interesting areas around the States and some places around Europe. Very cool stuff. And some of these places you'll probably be familiar with, and then others may be very, very new to you, and maybe you've never even heard of them before. I'll also chat about some fun facts, history, culture, and bizarre mythical beings, creatures, and legends around these areas. So this week's episode is all about the Tryon Palace, New Bern, North Carolina, and Fairy Crosses. Newburn is a sweet, quaint town and the second oldest town in North Carolina, and it's very close to the incredible Croatian National Forest. Amazingly, there are over 150 sites in the National Register of Historic Places that are right here in the town of Newburn. And Newburn really isn't that big of a city anyways. It's rather small, but it's so beautiful and amazing. It was actually the colonial and state capital from the time of 1746 through 1792. They may still be a bit raw over Raleigh stealing that thunder, but then again, who wouldn't feel that way? I have lived near Raleigh for a time, and believe me, I would much rather have spent that time in New Bern. But I am a fan of smaller cities, so no harm to you big city people. I respect your choice. Also, fun fact, but if you are a fan of the author Nicholas Sparks, like I am, but anyways, he writes many love stories. Oftentimes, these stories have some tragic events amidst it all to build up the story which actually make for an awesome story. Anyways, many of his stories actually take place in the town of New Bern, which is very cool. You know, a lot of stories take place in places that aren't actually real, but New Bern is real. You can go to New Bern and check it out. Anywho, you may be familiar with the story, The Notebook. There's a lovely film about it now with Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. It actually came out a while back, so you might be familiar with it. It's one of mine and my sister's favorite movies of all time. But anyway, this story was set in the town of New Bern. And also, another cool bit is that Nicholas Sparks, the author, is a resident of this lovely town, New Bern. Not to say to go knock on his door. I did not do that. (laughs) And I definitely don't suggest doing that to anybody famous because nobody likes having their door knocked on and being interrupted from their daily lives, for sure. But it's just interesting to know that. And he actually did a YouTube video about it, talking about New Bern. So it's not any news that nobody knows. It's something that's been out there even by him. And he loves the place. But The Notebook, not surprisingly, was the first novel in America to be on the bestseller list for over a year, with both hardcover and paperback versions. Yes, I know, dork alert. But upon hearing this, I did get rather excited. But New Bern has many firsts of many amazing things, and this is just the first, actually. So you will hear more about this coming up. Anyways, from the early 1700s, it was settled by Friar Baron Christoph von Grafenrid. Sorry if I got that wrong. He was from Bern in Switzerland. Apparently, Bern, Switzerland was named by some hunters, and in Germanic, Bern means bear. New Bern and the city of Bern both adopted the bear as symbols of their cities. I love that these cities have some similarities in such cool ways. I totally love fun facts and go crazy for them, so you have some coming your way. New Bern paved the way, and there are many firsts in this awesome town as far as things that happened here before any other place in the state of North Carolina. To name a few, after the whole Nicholas Sparks and Notebook thing, there was the state's first printing press, public painting institution, bookstore, 
Postal Service, Chartered Fire Department, Presbyterian Church, Roman Catholic Church, and Motion Picture Theater. And Motion Picture Theater. So all of those in New Bern, these were all the very first in the state. How cool is that? Some of these go back to the 1700s. Also, some other cool bits. Do you like Pepsi? Some people love it or others hate it. But you've probably at least heard of it before, right? It was invented in 1898 by Caleb Bradham, who was New Bern's pharmacist at the time. Another part of this, and another first, was that the creative female photographer known as Baird Wooten is actually the first to create the logo for the Pepsi-Cola company. Something more is that a woman called Josephine Burton came to be the very first registered nurse not only in North Carolina, but also in the United States. Now that's incredible. Go back to the 1950s and Elvis Presley and his band actually performed at the Sudan Temple. Imagine seeing Elvis play here in the Civil War historic town. How incredible is that? If you have heard of this podcast before, maybe you've heard of my Graceland episode. If not, then I'm totally linking that below and you can check it out later. Also, one of the U.S.'s largest Marine Corps air stations is there at Cherry Point. Samuel J. Battle was a native straight from New Bern, and after he relocated to New York City, he became the first African-American policeman there. Very cool. Up until it was entangled in Union Civil War stuff, it had a seaport trade that was absolutely flourishing. If you wander around the old cemetery of New Bern, you will actually find many dating back to the Civil War, amazingly enough. Tryon Palace is just one amazing place in New Bern, enriched with history and located right along the beautiful Trent River. This was actually the first capital building in North Carolina and was built for the governor at the time, William Tryon. He didn't spend more than a year in this beautiful palace, though. If you have heard the name Tryon before, then you maybe have been to Charlotte, North Carolina, and know that there is a Tryon Street there. This street was actually named after William Tryon as he really played a big part in advocating for the Charlotte College. This palace remained as the capital after the revolution. Sadly, in 1798, there had been a fire that absolutely destroyed the main building, but it has been recreated amazingly from two sets of John Hawke's architectural drawings to show its splendor and to not lose its mark in history. They did an amazing job, as when I visited the grounds, they had historical furniture and artifacts from that time, along with some super cool period clothing throughout the palace. If you go towards the side area where there's the kitchen, you get to see old amazing relics, and they actually make food there today with food right from the garden. You really do feel like you're stepping back in time, though. Honestly, I loved this place, and I love historical places. I always find them to be so interesting and just so enriching. Tryon now is a symbol of rebirth in Ubern as it reopened its doors in 1959. It had been closed for quite some time. Before the fire in 1791, the one and only George Washington stopped by during his tour of the South, and he actually danced in the beautiful ballroom at Tryon Palace. How amazing is it that Newburn was actually the first American city that celebrated and honored Washington's birthday? As a dreamer type, I like to think of what it was like stepping back in history and placing myself in all these different circumstances and events through time. Yeah, it's really a lot of fun. Or, I don't know, you might be thinking I am just a bit odd and unusual. <laughs> Either way, when I was there, I closed my eyes and imagined a big ballroom dance and many people in big dresses and awesome attire of the time dancing the night away, and George Washington there among them all, having an awesome time. During the holidays in December, they have an annual event at the palace that's called Masquerade, a candlelight Christmas celebration. I saw a commercial about it and heard it is quite an amazing experience. So if you're around New Bern, North Carolina in December, I suggest looking it up for what should likely be a magical and really awesome experience. 
It's also suggested if you don't go around this time to go during spring or fall as it is a perfect time of year in North Carolina and the gardens of Tryon are absolutely gorgeous. And I'm sure you will have a grand time as I truly did when I was here exploring the gardens and it is amazing seeing all the variety that they grow here. This was hands down my favorite place here. There is like a short labyrinth style part of the garden. It's not tall, so don't worry, you won't get lost. But I always thought that those types of gardens were the kings or queens of all gardens, as they just look so amazing and definitely picturesque, as you'll see the period-style statues and these incredible 18th-century parterre gardens. It's such a magical place outside of Tryon Palace. Fairy crosses themselves aren't mythical creatures, but the legend surrounding them involves little mystical beings that you've likely heard about. That would indeed be fairies. Apparently, fairy crosses exist in several places in the world, but North Carolina is one of them. According to European settlers of the area and, this legend even started beyond their time. But it was thought by settlers that these stones were actually connected to Jesus' cross. They also thought that fairy crosses came from the fairy tears that were cried when they heard of Jesus dying. Obviously, we know what a cross can symbolize. However, the next legend that's also connected to this is important as well as Cherokee Indians say the cross is a symbol for the four cardinal directions. That is north, east, south, and west. Fairies seem to love wooded areas, and believe me, the woods are very plentiful in the state of North Carolina. A Cherokee legend involving nymphs or fairy-like creatures in the deeply wooded areas of North Carolina sparked and became a story that would then be passed down among the generations. These kind little creatures were very helpful in the way that they would help guide young Cherokee children back home. Sadly, the Cherokees were forced out of their homes and the fairies remained. But the tears that were wept due to their friends leaving led to the creation of the fairy crosses. These crosses are said to be made of the tears of fairies. Today, locals feel that fairy crosses are meant for protection, and so the legend continues on to this day as a reminder that perhaps fairies are real and that they are once plentiful and happily living among the Appalachians and helping to be awesome guides for young children. Have you ever been to New Bern or have you ever heard of the fairy crosses? I would love to hear what you know about it. Maybe you know a little fun tidbit that I haven't heard of yet. So you can reach me at randomindietraveler at gmail.com or Instagram at randomindietraveler and also on YouTube at randomventuresofindietraveler. Be sure to come back next week and tune in for another awesome adventure. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank mm-hmm. you.